What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. The San Diego Comic-Con is back. Hmm. Let's discuss. Welcome to the newest episode of SDW. Super Dario World! It's a me, Dario. Woohoo! Alright, so before we get into it, any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can find me at Dario the Show on Instagram or at Super Dario Period World. Also, follow me on my Facebook page, Super Dario World. I update everything there. So, big news, big news, big news came down uh, over the last what is it, 24 hours, that uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, which had been postponed for 2020, which means it was canceled, is actually going to take place. However, according to the announcement, the event will be taking place in your home, if you have an internet connection, I'm assuming. But according to the website, uh, you don't need, uh, you don't need any passes, you don't need any, you don't need to pay for anything, the event will still happen. Now, um, I'm torn as to how I feel about this, but uh, I, I need to clarify one thing. First, it's a good idea for Comic-Con itself, for this, particularly the San Diego Comic-Con. This is kind of a good business decision because Comic-Con was, well, the San Diego Comic-Con was the premier event where the world gathered, the entertainment world gathered, and uh, a lot of major announcements are made. A lot of major releases are made. A lot of uh, we get uh, for exclusive first looks for a lot of things. So if the San Diego Comic Con was canceled in person, keeping this thing going, uh, I mean at least the digital event, will still maintain it as the premier entertainment event of the world. If they get a bunch of of big names to show up, if they get a lot of major announcements to be to be made, some of them. I guess could be a little bit more complicated than others because a lot of things have been delayed. Also, it could be the perfect opportunity to announce the new calendar for things because things are kind of up in the air for everybody. Nobody really knows what the fuck is happening. So it's, and in terms of business decision, I guess it's a smart business decision because of that. For the fans, um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Because um, First off, every single thing from Comic-Con is on the internet. It, every single asset as it's coming out you get to see it online it's always it's impossible to keep uh have so many people gathered in one spot and not not have it be published almost immediately so you know and they say like don't record this trailer don't show it to anybody everybody always shows it immediately it's impossible to to hold people back so getting higher quality content i'm guessing since they're gonna be streaming it before you got uh, unless you were in Hall H and they show a trailer, you would get a uh, somebody else's recording of the trailer in Hall H. However, with this, it'll be directly to you, so you would ha- get it firsthand, and then it would be on YouTube, so you'd be able to see it almost immediately as well, and you can see it live. So, on um, that part is cool. Also, if you had tickets to this year's Comic Con, 
Apparently, you can get a refund or you already have them for next year. So that's a good thing. So you're not really wasting any money one way or the other. And you already have tickets for next year. So all that is good. Um, I'm not I'm just I'm 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 torn because I'm happy this is happening because, again, I think it's a smart business decision for the future because you're keeping your you, what they're doing is they're trying to keep San Diego as the premier uh, the San Diego Comic Con as a premier event. So that is good. That's a good thing. It's all the other stuff that kind of just gets to me because as a fan, I've I've experienced Comic-Con in several ways. I've experienced it uh, just purely as a fan. I've worked downtown. I worked at a restaurant downtown during Comic-Con times. And uh, I've experienced it actually working at Comic-Con, doing a, being a, like a press reporter and stuff. So I've experienced it in, in three different ways. Every single one is great. They're all very, very different, but they're all great. In one, I made a lot of money. The be, work, Working downtown during Comic-Con is an extraordinary time to make money. It's a, I mean, the, the entertainment world's gathered here. There's a lot of people that came here to spend a lot of money. So it's going to hurt the wallets of the people downtown. A lot, it's going to hurt the wallets of pretty much everybody in San Diego. Like this, that's That's the biggest hit that we've taken from the coronavirus, probably, in terms of of uh of money that losing comic-con for a year is very very painful however as i said this will keep would maintain it as the go the must go to event for next year in terms of entertainment so it's good as somebody who's already been to comic-con this is kind of going to be a crappy experience in a way like i get it if you've never been to one it's going to be Fun, I guess it's gonna be. Oh, you're gonna get to see everything live, and it's exciting, and it's free, so that's good. But if for all the people who actually been there, who've been in Hall H, when somebody you did not expect to come out comes out, like I remember, this is very easy. It just happened last year. I was there for a panel on the Dark Crystal. We did not really expect much from it, and I don't know where comes comes in Mark fucking Hamill, Luke Skywalker, and everybody lost their minds. Everybody, the, there's. The, the energy in the room, the 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 feeling of wonder, all like all all the love in the room, because like, everybody loves Mark Hamill, and uh, it's it's overwhelming. Honestly, it's an experience where you actually, yeah, you know, you ever heard of a term called mob mentality, where you for being in a crowd, you kind of go crazy, and afterwards, you don't really realize what happened. That's kind of what Comic Con is for a lot of events. And uh, speaking of like mob mentality, I remember my very first my very first taste of Comic Con. And uh, it was a, a crazy, I was part of a crazy fan experience. Um, well, well, it, I, by that I mean I was surrounded by a bunch of crazy fans of a particular fan base. Um, I think it was 19 at the time. And for some crazy reason, my sister got tickets to Comic-Con and she was going with all her friends. Now, my sister is into geeky stuff, but mostly could not give a fuck about anything that has to do with a comic book related. They and her friends same thing. But the reason why they were so excited to go that year, they wanted to go to a panel for the very first Twilight movie cuz they were very big Twilight fans. And uh, apparently one of the girls dropped out and they needed somebody to drive them all the way downtown. And so they were like, "All right, we'll give you a ticket if you drive us blah blah." And I was like, "Fuck yeah." So the the whole drive there, they're talking about this book about vampires and werewolves, and I like vampires and werewolves. So I'm like, all right, okay, that sounds interesting. Tell me a little bit more about it, huh? Okay, this sounds cool. And uh, when we get there to uh, to start 
you know, standing in line for Hall H. The crowd there was not what I expected. There was a ton of chicks there, man. And I mean a ton of chicks. And uh, apparently some of them were wearing like Team Edward shirts. Other them were wearing Team Jacob. And by that point, I kind of understood a little bit of the story enough to understand. Okay, so it's like a love triangle type of thing. Got it. But inside Hall H, holy shit. I don't think I've ever seen so many chicks in my life. <laughs> and I mean all ages, shapes, sizes, everything. I'm talking from little girls to grown-ass women losing their shit. And I, I, I mean, they were almost drooling. It was crazy. And uh, even my, my, my sister and her friends were going wild. And I was like, what the hell's happening? I know you. You're reasonable people. What the fuck is happening? And and so you kind of get swept up in it. And I got excited. And I, and, uh, I was like, All right, okay, I'll read the books. Because now I'm, I'm curious. What the hell is this? What is this thing that attracts so many females? I must, I must harness its power. <laughs> So <laughs> I read the books, but th- that was my very, very first experience in Comic-Con, going to see the Hall H panel of Twilight. So <laughs> fun times. Afterwards, uh, you know, you go to see, you go to the floor, you get to see like all, all of these cool things that you want to buy, everything, but you can't. So that's going to be gone. You're going to miss the whole mob mentality un- unless you gather with your friends to watch it, but you're not supposed to. So you're going to lose that. And then you're going to lose all the events out in the streets. Like I remember my favorite thing that I've done in the streets of Comic-Con besides, you know, like randomly walking, uh, walking into a celebrity or something. Like I remember uh, we were walking down the street and all of a sudden uh, Sophie Turner and wh- whatever Jonah's brothers she, she was dating or is dating at the time just walked right in front of us and got on one of like the bicycle cab thingies. And we were, I was just like, ah, ah, Sansa, ah, <laughs> Nobody else noticed because she was in redhead at the time. She was blonde. And Nick and what is it? Joe? I don't know. Whatever Jonas is. He had gray hair. So nobody really noticed him. But me and my sister were like. "Ah, ah." (laughs) And so that's fun. But my favorite, my absolute favorite event was uh, at the time, the TV show Vikings uh, was very popular. I think it's still pretty popular. I really like the show Vikings. Is it over? I don't know. I need to I need to double check because I haven't seen the last season. Anyway. So one of the major characters in the series dies. And so that year at Comic-Con, they decided to make a Viking funeral for him. So in the park behind the convention center, they set up a Viking ship and they had like a, like a, well, they, they, they set up like a whole burial thing. And then the ship, they sent the ship out to sea and they set it on fire. And some of the cast members of the show are there. And they did the, the prayer from, if you ever saw the movie 13th Warrior with Antonio Vanderas, great movie, by the way, they did the, Oh, there do I see my father. Oh, there do I see my brothers and my sisters and my father. Oh, blah, 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 whatever. All, all, all the things that they say there, everybody was saying it. They didn't give you a script. It was just the people kind of knew it. And it was great. You you got chills. It was honestly, it was a lot of fun. That was my favorite event outside. They, they do something for pretty much every single TV show there. I remember last year I did a Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It was uh, kind of an escape room. It was it was like a detective experience. It was a lot of fun. So you're going to lose all that. You're going to lose all the crazy people in costumes. So ah, is it better to do a watered-down version of Comic-Con than no Comic-Con at all? Yes, definitely. Because as I mentioned before, and that's the reason why I said it at the beginning, it will keep it as the premier entertainment event of the world. 
as a fan, am I excited for it? Not really, because then all these things, I'm going to be able to see. They're going to be online. I, I'm going to be able to see them whenever I want. I'm just going to, you know, just have to wait a little bit if I want, because I, I don't like sitting there for all the all the dead time. I, I talked about this about the draft. There's something about, why don't I just wait and I see the results the next day? I don't like just sitting here waiting. It's uh, it's pretty pretty silly for me. However, if you're there, you're excited because you're there. You're a part of it. You're you're in the moment. You're you you turn with a random stranger and you go like, oh my god, did you see like, oh my god, yeah. You get excited with a bunch of random people. Uh, you you get to see a whole bunch of people you don't expect walking around. And working the floor is insane to me. It Comic Con is the busiest time of year because I'm working the radio station and I'm working the event. And uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm I, also. Before I had an excuse to watch a whole bunch of TV shows because I'm doing research for Comic Con. Now it's just like I'm a lazy person <laughs> watching a lot of TV shows. So it's a good thing. Okay, that's if I have to make a conclusion, this is a good thing. However, as a person who's been there before, you okay? There's no such thing as a real thing, right? It's like watching a concert on YouTube. And actually being there. The experience is completely different. There's nothing like live. That's why the, all these things about uh, digital media and digital trends and how this is going to be the new normal. No, it's not. Nothing. Uh, a fucking doing Zoom with your friends and drinking in, your, in front of your computer is never going to compare with you sitting at a bar with a friend sharing a beer and having a conversation. We we need that. As humans, we're, we're pack animals. And we get excited. And we feed off each other's energies. And so... Uh, I don't know how this is going to go, man. I don't know. Because the, on the flip side, the, the consequence here is that this thing could be so crappy that it the com, the San Diego Comic-Con kind of loses its status, you know? It's like, oh, you know that crappy thing that I saw online once? Why would I want to go there? I mean, it was kind of shitty. Uh, like The quality was not that great. So they would really, really, really need to amp things up. They would have to make sure that every single thing uh, Equipment-wise, is on point. They might have to make sure they can find a way to excite people for what they're seeing. But um, I'm not sure how they're going to do it because it's not as exciting, and you can't. And, and if everybody's doing it from home, then you you can't control everything in a hundred different locations. I mean, I guess you can control the content, the content that they're showing, and and I they say that you can ask questions. I mean, they haven't really explained a lot of things. Are you going to be able to ask questions? It's not the same. It's not the same having somebody stand up in front of thousands of people to ask a question because sometimes it's hysterical. Uh, the to have them be like, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, uh, Mister. Uh, it's hysterical. The people who free first off, kudos, all the respect in the world for having the balls to walk up to the mic. Second off, I will laugh my ass off every single time those people choke because a lot of people don't really understand how difficult it is to speak up in front of a mic. A mic is super intimidating. I don't know why. I, I discover this every single time I do bombed at the beach. Well, I did bomb at the beach. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a game where I go out and uh, ask random trivia questions to drunk people. And everybody's always cool, fine. They're fun. I always try to pick the people who look like the most fun. But as soon as you put uh, the, the, the mic, which in this case would be my phone, up to them, they freeze up microphones make people freeze up it's crazy so seeing it happen in front of thousands of people is one of my favorite things in the world and uh you could tell that the celebrities kind of enjoyed as well because <laughs> some of them are endearing some of them you could tell were kind of dicks 
And uh, some of them, you are, you, you could tell that a guy just move it along. Come on, come on, spit it out, spit it out. Because some people are terrible at making questions because they go over one thing over and over. And so um, uh, it, it's like, where's the question mark, you dumbass? So ah, all that's going to be gone. If they did a thing where the fans kind of pre-recorded questions and they load them, no, it still wouldn't be as fun. It, it has to be live. Like if they did like a fan thing live, that would be... At least that would be entertaining. That would be something that I'd be looking for. Imagine, I don't know, let's say pick a celebrity. Let's All right, let's stick with Mark Hamill. Imagine Mark Hamill does a panel for something. And all of a sudden, uh, one lucky fan gets chosen and is like, all right, okay, you're going to be on camera in five to, to ask Mark, Mark Hamill a question in five, four, three, two, one. And all of a sudden, you just see on your Zoom camera, Mark fucking Hamill. I, their reactions would be fucking priceless. They would freeze so much. They'd be like, <laughs> you know what? If that happens, I am totally and 100% in. Comic-Con, you need to make something like that happen. Even if you pick the fans beforehand, even if you're like, all right, 100 people, uh, you, you set it up beforehand, something. I think that would be great. That would be actually would make it entertaining. That would actually make me want to sit through the whole thing live just so that I could see the moment where somebody freezes up on camera. That would be great. That would be great. There's nothing there's nothing worse than embarrassing yourself in front of a celebrity. I know it's happened to me. It happened with Rebecca Romaine. I I still I have nightmares about that to this day. And it's really weird because I'm also turned on to those dreams, <laughs> but I'm extremely embarrassed. But what can you do? It's You know, sometimes you just got to eat it. You just got to eat it. Things go wrong. You make a fool of yourself, whatever. I also once fell like hard. I I was running next. I had to run next to a pool because uh, I I, I believe we were we were doing the show, the morning show from from the rooftop of the Omni Hotel. This is before I ran the board. And so they told me, go run downstairs because some so and so just showed up for an interview. Go. And so I'm running next to the pool. Obviously, I slip because you're not supposed to run next to the pool, and I fall hard on my ribs, like on the side, because I slip kind of funny. In the front. I, I fall hard right in front of the mayor of San Diego, Kevin Falconer, who was about to go on Fox to be on TV. It was not a fun experience. Honestly, I was a little bit more worried about the security people because they looked at me like, what the hell is going on? Should we do anything? Should we tackle him? But I just got up and kept running. <laughs> I didn't even wait. Honestly, thank God it was Kevin Faulkner because I think I think that the next person that I went to to pick up was uh, the girl from ah oh, what's her name what's her name what's her name I, I can't remember but the the girl from Waterworld who was also in Napoleon Dynamite I forget her name but she's great she's a lot of fun she loved my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles T shirt even though it was a little bit dirty and wet from falling next to the pool but uh you're gonna miss all that stuff man damn it ah, I'm torn honestly I'm very torn I started off trying to be like you know reasonable level-headed this is good for the brand this is good for the city for the future eventually because there will be other years and then i was like just down because oh no we're gonna miss all this stuff and then i was like but if somebody fucks up on camera that would be great but they're i'm not sure if they're gonna do that but this could be also i don't know i'm all over the place man point is that's what's gonna happen uh the days that it's going to happen let me just double check it'll take place july 23rd to July 25th, I assume. I mean, they haven't really confirmed when it's going to end. It might even all just happen in one day, which I hope doesn't happen because that would suck. 
Anyway, uh, that's it for today. Any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can find me at Dar the Show on Instagram or at Super Dar Period World. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you again next time.